Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Work in a Careers podcast. I am so excited to be joined with Lonely Hamilton, who is a musician and a lecturer at McGee and Ulster University. Lindley, how are you? I'm great, Vanessa, and it's a real honour to be asked uh, to do this. Music is my life, and I'm going to explain quite uh, a bit about that uh, later on, because I believe it's going to have an impact on how people think about how a career develops in music. So I feel it's uh, it's like a public service for me to feed back on how my career has taken shape and my advice for other people going into the business. I really appreciate that. And I know that people who are listening will feel exactly the same. For people who are currently studying music degrees, they aren't really aware of the career opportunities that are available to them after graduating. And it actually isn't until you go to university that you do start to discover different niches and different career paths that you can follow. Yeah, I, I think it's it's also funny because I think the context that young people who are thinking of studying music, for example, uh, for, for people who are kind of leaving school now to start a degree in September, their magic number is 71. And 71 is pension day. That's So they have a, <laughs> they have a 53-year working career as a musician first three years of studying the rest of his earning and probably some earning in some cases in the degree it's a very 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 long time to sentence yourself to something really narrow no matter what you know you think you want to do it's probably not going to end up like that in all those years time and the whole face as we can see how quickly the face of an industry can change even during a pandemic so i think the key is to think big uh think long term think uh, open, think opportunities and think personal development and sometimes the prize comes quickly and sometimes it's some time in the distance. The music industry along with hospitality and travel has been completely turned upside down with, with Covid and a lot of musicians have had to take up different jobs or change their way of, of teaching for example by going on Zoom just for the meantime but there are a lot of people who are very worried about their future and they aren't sure about what they're going to do. Well I, I certainly have some comments on that which will probably take the shape of answers to the questions that come later on I would think but I th- I don't think it's all doom and gloom. I think actually uh, there's been an awful lot of positives that have come out of the pandemic for the music industry and I'm really happy to share them later on. I can't wait. So Lindley, what did your journey look like from leaving school to now where you work as a lecturer? Yeah, okay. Well, I left school with no O-level music and no grades because I didn't do music at school. And I did a degree in civil engineering and I worked as an engineer for five years. And I didn't have my first music qualification until I was in my early 40s. Uh, I did a master's in music performance. I was invited to do one because I, I have I had a big performance career. Uh, I gave up engineering whenever I was 27 to join the Commitments World Tour. And I worked for Van Morrison and Paul Brady and Foy Vance and a whole stack of different people and became a, an artist in the jazz world myself. Um, and then whenever I was 27, I, I did the commitments and I, I, I took music on full time. Um, and I, I became a session musician with an awful lot of touring bands. I did an awful lot of records. In fact, I'm on 140 albums uh, now and I've, I've got five as an artist. I set up a youth music organization uh, which uh, dealt with uh, tackling issues of sectarianism uh, 
15 years, which was a, an idea of writing songs and recording songs with positive messages of equality. Uh, so that, that, that was quite a big thing. And then I set up a music agency where I managed about 10 or 12 corporate and cover bands, commercial bands, wedding bands, that kind of thing. Meantime, I was still having this career with the commitments, Andrew Strong, Foy Van, Paul Brady, Van Morrison. Uh, and then I was playing my own jazz stuff. I put my first record together in 2001. I've got five albums currently uh, out in my own name. And two of them have occupied the American uh, Jazz Week radio play charts for 20 weeks out of the last uh, 62. I've actually got an album in the American Jazz Week charts now for 10 weeks uh, and I've had a BBC radio jazz program on a Saturday night for the last 13 years uh, I did a master's which I got a first class master's in uh, in 2008 and then I did a PhD which I obviously am I'm a doctor of music um, and I started working in McGee whenever I was whenever it was 2015 but I've never ever had one music income at one time I've always had a portfolio of incomes, even now, as a lecturer, as a BBC broadcaster, as a manager, as a performer, as an artist. I have different incomes that would come in from record sales, from being a, being a broadcaster or being a session player or, or being a player of my own for my own stuff. So all of these kind of things have always been going on. I'm now 56. From I was 27 to I was 56. Uh, I would say every five years, there's a considerable change in terms of the percentage of what the income would be. Probably as a lecturer now, it's about 50%. Um, for many years, it was uh, 90% playing. And then whenever the broadcasting kicked in, it was probably you know 20% broadcasting. And it's always changed. And that portfolio is still probably going to change in another five years' time. So that's the way the career has looked for me. Um, I think... What, what has happened for me is that the playing was of a high level and therefore that drove everything else because people wanted to learn from me or people wanted to, you know, I was good at fixing and creating my own work. So therefore I was quite good at creating work for other people as well. Uh, I was good at articulating uh, the kind of music language that I played and therefore I was good at disseminating uh, that information from a record whenever I heard it. So those were all things that I guess naturally developed into an income stream for me and that's what makes music such an attractive career for me apart from everything else is the fact that there's just such variety so i'm going to rehearsal in dublin tomorrow for a charles mingus project which is happening in sligo next monday for a video obviously because of the lockdown situation uh, i'm I, I recorded my script for my radio show for this saturday night an hour ago uh, and i'm i'm marking um i'm doing a, a podcast with you now uh, as soon as this is over, I'm marking uh, several uh, music performances for, for second year at university. So the variety is really amazing and uh, it's refreshing. And most importantly, it kind of feeds into your overall learning. And therefore, every day you're kind of getting better because you're adding this whole big portfolio of experiences, of contacts, of things that give you confidence of things that point out new things that you have to learn. And it's just, it's just that whole melee of uh, action that leads to reward, which I suppose uh, is what we're all trying to get.
Definitely. From when you do leave university, it is good to try different things. Really, transferable skills is such an important thing for a lot of careers at the moment. And as you said about your portfolio, the more things you do and the more things that you throw yourself into and get involved, the more chances that will come for you as well. Yeah, well, we have we've we've had to do self-directed placements this year with final year students. Um, And one of the big things that has led to that is that they've they've all started their own business so they've had to go and make their own website on wix uh they've some of them have had to do youtube premiere events so they've had to rehearse and video themselves and then launch that some of them have done lesson plans some of them have done uh, little videos for uh, some of them have done podcasts and some of them have done blogs. Uh, some of them have done these really funny little videos on how to tune a guitar or how to restring a guitar. And you see their personality starting to form. Of course, this is a really fantastic thing for them to do because then they're, they're, they're embracing new technology. They're getting confidence. They're scripting things. They're learning how it's done in the real world. And of course, all of these things are, are liable to feed into opportunities for them to generate an income somewhere farther down the line. I think it's good to have those skills as well, especially with leaving university. A lot of people don't really know what they want to be or what they want to do when they grow up. So it's good that you're giving them that opportunity of opening the business and say, for example, building a website, going on YouTube, because it's given them so many options and kind of seeing what those careers would look like as well. Well, I I think there's two really important things that young people need to I mean the ones who do this early the better they have a better chance but I think eventually you have to know what your strengths and weaknesses are and what your opportunities are and and how do you strengthen the strengths you know you you, you try and fix the weaknesses but you know the income and the career comes from strengths so the, the, the more that you can fix your strengths so that you become a specialist or so that you become better than other people who have an edge the better you know rather than that rather than trying to develop your weaknesses or whatever in any kind of way and then the other thing is this idea of leadership and teamwork you know and some people miss the point that if they're in a choir or if they're or if they're an orchestra or in a brass band or a trad band or whatever they're actually learning both they're actually observing leadership they may be given some roles within that that will develop that leadership they may be a section leader or they may just be a team member and they're all putting the music stands away and all of those things that we take for granted that we don't actually think well that's not that's making an impact but those are skill development things uh, that make you you know into a leader and one of the big things that i like to think of because uh, I think we all sometimes need some kind of slogan or some kind of uh, guide that we kind of live by. And then we can say, OK, can I measure what I'm doing against that? Does that hold up? And there was a there was a man who made a quote. Uh, I think it was Simon Sinek, uh, that leadership isn't about being in charge. It's about taking care of those in your charge. And I think, you know, that's that's something that you learn whenever a musician, because uh, you're kind of only as good as your weakest link and rather than punishing or uh, cutting off your weakest link you know you need to actually get the best out of them by building morale by building confidence by giving them a vision of what they can hopefully achieve. I think that's really great advice to give to people within your career as as a musician radio presenter and lecturer what does a day's work look like for you balancing those different jobs? Well, it's it's all I do is is basically music, you know. So I think uh, it's a whole different kettle of fish than it used to be ten years ago because I've got an iPhone, and therefore 
everybody can get in touch. So there's a lot of students or a lot of musicians or whatever who'd be on my Facebook friends. And of course, then at any time of the day or night, even whenever you're in bed, people will kind of think it's fine to actually send you an iMessage so that whenever you wake up in the morning, you'll see that you've got mail, as it were. Or they'll send you an email knowing that you have it on your phone and therefore you'll see number three. You've got three emails to wake up to. So I think it's that situation where people are seeking you out uh, or you could be seeking people out the other direction, uh, that you're building your visibility in your profile, maybe in social media, and therefore, you know, uh, you're easy to contact. People are, 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 you know, thinking, well, if you can do that for somebody else, you might be able to do that for us. So your day kind of looks like, you know, you have a commitment to the university, obviously, and to the students. So whether it's teaching or marketing or supervising or whatever, uh, I've got a weekly radio show, which probably takes four or five hours a week to put together between sourcing everything um, and or, or, and then recording the show. Um, and then I'm a professional trumpet player, so I still practice at least 90 minutes a day. Uh, whenever I'm gigging, that can be quite busy, whether it's tour work. I try and make it project-led now. So uh, I do an album every two years, and that, that takes quite a bit of time. Um, and you're, you, don't, you don't really have to work too much on a timetable, you know, and then additional stuff that comes through, like recording for somebody else or doing a tour for somebody else or uh, maybe doing a workshop online or doing this kind of thing, which I do quite a bit of. Uh, that just gets fired into the mix and you try and look at your diary and think about it, do a show on a Tuesday this week. And, you know, I, I'm going to have to mark a PhD on the Friday. So I need Thursday and Friday to do that. And you, you kind of just end up adding to this massive, massive pot of opportunity and experience all the time. I think with those opportunities, you're networking and you're building up your network of people. And I think through that, opportunities come not easier, but they come more often then, I think, the more people you kind of mingle with. I, I, I agree. And I think, you know, this is as good a time as any, Vanessa, just to talk about, the, you know, this lockdown pandemic thing it's affected the business because it, it has a correlation here in that you know uh we, we would never have expected this to happen and if you'd said to me two years ago um i want you to do a project with five young ladies who, which i'm doing at the moment here singer songwriters um and i want you to put a crack team around them you know and i want you to just think as big as you can and let's just make this happen well, you'd obviously think, okay, well, the project's in Northern Ireland, so who from Northern Ireland can I use? Because you couldn't use somebody from Canada or from America because you wouldn't be able to fly them in, and that would cost an awful lot of money, or from Germany. But now as a result of the pandemic, we're able to teach with a songwriting coach from Nashville, Jude Johnston. Uh, we've got a Ronan Keating's drummer who lives in Donegal, who's playing drums on the tracks. The bass player lives in New York, Mark Egan. He's got Grammys. He's playing bass on the girls' tracks. He's, we send him the, the files. He sends them back with the bass on them. Everything is, such a, is, is so achievable now. And therefore, people who have a specialism in music, whether it be as an engineer, recording engineer, whether it be as a manager or an administrator, whether it be as a teacher or a tutor. If you're going to be a bass teacher, you don't have to think, okay, well, I live in Armagh, so I can teach kids from Armagh and Lurgan. You can teach people from all over the world. You can you can earn while you sleep. You can do videos that are downloadable. You can do bass resources and bass books that are downloadable. And when you wake up, 
you know, you can have a ping of eight people, two in Brazil, one in, one in Venezuela, four in Germany and two in Sweden, who have bought your lesson while you're asleep. You know, this is this is the, the way of the world going forward now. And, you know, those of us who are passive to it and kind of think, well, you know what, I'm just going to wait and see what happens. That's not the way to think. You have to be proactive. You have to be proactive and say, okay, well, I'm going to make this happen. This is possible. So I'm going to download that software. I'm going to really focus really hard for five weeks to learn how to do it. I'm going to put that post up. I'm going to attract people. Then I'm going to focus on building more people into my social media. And then I'm going to advertise this. And I'm going to get testimonials from it. And I'm going to expand and grow and grow because 71 is a big number. So, you know, there's no, there's no, you know, major rush on this you might find that you know by doing all this work you don't really make an awful lot of income early on but once the visibility grows and once the profile grows and once your reputation grows then you're making massive money all the time so you just have to think proactively you have to think about taking the bull by the horns and the most important thing you have to do is give yourself a break you have to actually start believing and start thinking well i'm as i'm as good as i can be at the moment and i know that with Extra work, extra learning, all these different experiences, the volunteering that I'm doing, the singing in the choir on a Friday night that I'm doing, the uh, making the having a go making the the record label uh, or the the CD cover for my friend's band. All of these new learning things are going to make me a viable proposition in terms of generating an income from the music industry. So you just got to believe and grab what's yours. Believing in yourself is so important. Young people have, actually not even young people, I think everyone's had a bit of a knock to their confidence, whether they got rejected from jobs at the moment, even though like with COVID, it's not really because of them, it's because of the situation. These things do affect your confidence. So it is important to get out there and just to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. Well, I, I think that's it. And, you know, the, the other thing I keep, again, I'm going to come back to this number 71, you know, because it's it's funny how we don't think of the slower, longer journey, you know, but it's a long journey being in a career of any kind. So whenever you come through school and you graduate and you graduate and you come out and you have to work for as long as you can possibly see, you can't even see in a distance. And trust me, it does go very quickly in the end, you know, uh, but, but whenever you're actually doing this, you know, you have to be enjoying the stages of the journey because you might think, well, I'm not very good. I'm 23. I've got a 2-1. I've been working for two years. I can't get a job. I sing quite well. I can operate a PA. I've got a nice personality and I'm very good on social media, but I'm, it's cost me a fortune. So I have to get a job in Iceland or Tesco or something like that. That's okay. You have to enjoy the journey as you go. That's why I say give yourself a break. So you're 23, okay, well, that's where you are now. So let's see where you can get to when you're 25. Let's see where you can get to when you're 27. That's where you are now, but don't beat yourself up. Enjoy the fact that you've achieved and done what you've done to get to there. Take actions to get to the next stage and then enjoy whenever you get to that stage. And it's highly unlikely that you will ever get to the stage where you're happy. I'm 56. I'm a doctor of music. I've got a first class master's. I'm on 140 records. I've got five five albums to my name. I've got two that have spent 10 weeks in the American Jazz Week charts. I've got a BBC radio show. And I can tell you now, like, I want more. I'm doing another album next year and I want that to be more successful than today I've done. I, I, I want to keep working. I want to get people graduating. I want to 
make these careers for these five young ladies that I'm sponsoring in the in the Maggie's Farm Collective, M A G Y S F A R M Collective. If anybody wants to check it out, um, and I want more, and I'm hungry to get more, and. I really, really hope if somebody said to me, what would you, if you had one thing that you really hope would happen to you in your career or what what is your goal for your career? My goal for the remainder of my career, which I'm hoping was, is still going to be for a while, like another 15 years or so, but I'm 70 odd. And I, I think my goal is that I never achieve what I'm trying to achieve because I don't want to get there enjoying the journey far too much that's a really good way to look at it just to keep going and that there's always more to come as well I think that's really exciting <laughs> well if, if you think of us as little satellites you know it, we're, we're not single entities you know we might think of ourselves as a single entity but every time even this little conversation unless I'm assuming there's going to be people listening to this apart from you and me I mean, even this little conversation, we're bouncing. We're like little ball bearings and we're bouncing into other little ball bearings. And we have a choice. And we can either be the, the, the person that sucks the energy out of the other person who dents their morale, who tells them they aren't as good as they think they are, or, or who does that to ourselves. We could be that kind of person or we could be the little bundle of energy that says, come on, Vanessa, this is a fantastic thing you're doing. Are you going to do a blog for it as well? Are you going to publish it? Are you going to get a, are you going to get a radio show on Radio Ulster or City Beat? doing this kind of thing you're going to do a specialist thing why not you know that person who's pushing on and saying oh, come on you can do this and you're doing fantastically well so far or you know you believe in yourself and you think okay okay i'm not as good as i think i am just yet but so let's see where we are in two years these contacts that are making this podcast that i did this record i did two weeks ago this new practice that i've changed the mouthpiece for these are things that are positive energy things eventually whenever you put the positive vibes out you're building somebody up. That's not something to your detriment. That's something you're helping somebody achieve and believe. That's making you a better person. And that will come back to build you up yourself. And it'll make you a better mentor. It'll make you a better teacher. It'll make you a better friend. It'll make you a better lover. It'll make you a better musician because music isn't about hatred. Music's about love. Music's about wanting to do it. Not because you want to punish people, but because you want to make their lives better and make your life better. So this idea of changing the mindset and, and helping people to achieve and to achieve for yourself, that's what we want people to do. And if we do that, then we don't need to have to worry about looking back. We just look forward as a team. And if you can try and build a team around you of people who are like-minded and get rid of the drains, that's the right thing to do. That's great about putting the positive energy out as I'm such a big believer in like manifestations and I feel like if you do believe that you're going to achieve something it will happen in some shape or form for you too. I agree. Just to finish up what advice would you have for people who are in school now or people who are starting university in September what advice would you have for them going forward with their career in music? Okay, well, I have four or five things that I think are really important. The first thing is to give yourself a chance and not to go in thinking that you're not as good as everybody else. Your career hasn't started yet. So you just have to do the work, pace yourself, enjoy what you're doing. The more you enjoy it, the more you'll work at it. So yes, you need to do the work. The work will only work if you believe that it's going to help you. So you have to be positive about yourself and your outlook 
That's the first thing. Second thing is, you know, you could easily be distraught and think the music industry isn't a great industry to be going into now because it's been, it's come up short in the pandemic and, you know, you're not allowed to play. And let me tell you, an awful lot of people have really learned during this pandemic. An awful lot of musicians have thought sideways. They've learned how to Zoom. They've learned how to Zoom teach. They've set up their private teaching. They've learned how to do concerts on Premier YouTube and charge by PayPal. They've learned how to embrace this new technology. They've now started to do session work if they live in Armagh. And they're doing session work for artists in England and Dublin and Cork by emailing them drum tracks and trumpet tracks and sax tracks. This is an incredible opportunity to be a musician so if you're studying music and eventually you think i enjoy it too much to do it for a job it's not really for me i'm not really good enough at anything to do this for music i'm going to change career then you have all this idea of being in the team of being a leader of being in choirs orchestras jazz bands rock bands of trying something of of doing the social media thing of trying to sell yourself of trying to build an image all of those things that you have done for yourself you can do for somebody else whether it's selling a car, whether it's working in the commercial sector or the bank or whatever it happens to be, all of those skills that you've learned are going to set you apart as a team member and a leader in that employability phase and you will move forward and be a champion in that community. If you stay in music, it's a portfolio career. Easy, easy, catch the tagger. Just build your pace up, take every opportunity that comes, even if you think it's not something you want to do, you know, learning how to use a recording studio, uh, learning how to do a CD cover, uh, learning how to do a podcast, uh, writing a blog on heavy metal bands, you know, whatever it is you want to do, you know, volunteering to help for a, a choir or an orchestra, you know, uh, taking a job as librarian in the orchestra, doing things that, you know, are going to offer you a new learning opportunity because those skills do transfer Vanessa as you said earlier those skills do transfer and in my long experience in the industry I've watched people who are what I would describe as observers and sometimes they think I got away with murder there I did nothing and yet I shared in the glory with everybody else isn't that fantastic no that's not fantastic because you have not got the learning experience. So you can never use that experience. Whereas the people who did graft to make it all happen, even though they only got the same shared glory as everybody else, they have that learning experience that they can actually move forward now as an independent entity and use that again. And anybody that I know in the music industry my age who's been really successful have been the grafter types who didn't shirk away from the hard work. Now, you know, we aren't all as talented as each other, depending on what kind of thing you're trying to measure. But just because you're not a brilliant singer or a brilliant trumpet player or a brilliant drummer doesn't make you a bad person. Maybe you're going to be a team player. Maybe you're going to be an administrator. Maybe you're going to be a talker. Maybe you're going to be a thinker. Maybe you're going to be the person that dots the I's and crosses the T's. Maybe you're going to be the person working in the background but makes everybody else bigger than they are. And you will get paid for that. And you will be successful at that. And people will look at you and think that you're the most important person in their life. So there's lots and lots of ways. And if you think about all of the things, Vanessa, teaching, school teaching, peripatetic teaching, cover band, artists, original, stage management, publicity, marketing, uh, legal cover for musicians, insurance cover for musicians, record labels, 
radio stations, uh, music for moving image, for film, for computer games. What? I mean, it's a colossal employer. It's probably the third biggest employer in the UK. It's a colossal industry. And a very, very high number of the people employed in it are self-employed with portfolio income streams. So just relax. Eventually, whenever something floats your boat, try going down that action, that direction for a bit and believe. And th- because you're going down your own direction, that's a direction probably nobody else you know is going to go down. Go down that direction. You will become an expert in that direction in comparison to your friends. You'll still have all those other things you're going on. Maybe you'll maybe you'll find, fall in love with a second thing or a third thing, and that'll shape your career. And you'll cut the confidence as a leader because you're stronger in those three elements. That doesn't mean that, you know, because you're not the best classical guitarist in the world that you're a failure. You're not. You're just doing a different thing. So that's what I would say. And the second and the, the, the final thing, which is so important, is you have to believe and you have to enjoy every stage. Even if some of those stages are about you not being as good as you would like to be. Listen, my hope is that you're never as good as you'd like to be because then the journey continues. That's my dream. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to ever be as good as I want to be. I think that's really good advice. And thank you so much for sharing your experiences and especially giving such a positive outlook on careers in music with the pandemic that's going on at the moment too. I know that there's going to be so many people who are going to appreciate this. Well, I think it's I think it's been an incredible opportunity uh, for a lot of us. I mean, I, I, if you told me a year ago that I would have five girls under the age of 22 who would have recorded 29 tracks with a uh, ready for release this year uh, with Snow Patrol's producer, with three other producers involved, with Van Morrison's backing vocalist as their singing teacher, with Jude Johnston, who wrote Johnny Cash's Unchained, f- teaching them from Nashville in songwriting. If you told me that a year ago, I would have laughed at you. That's exactly what's happened. And those five girls are going to be taking part for the Maggie's Farm Collective at the Women's Work Festival between the 17th and 21st of June. It's going to be an online festival and you can see them for yourselves. And let me tell you something. Anybody that's listening to this, what I've just told you isn't possible, but it is a reality. Now, if they can make it possible, so can you. Oh, thank you so much, Lindley. I think that is just so motivating and I feel so motivated after listening to you as well. <laughs> Thanks very much, Vanessa. I've really enjoyed it. Lindley, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed chatting to you too and it's been great. Okay, well, good luck with it. Well, thank you, Lindley. Thanks.